Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Why, hello there, and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and thank you for joining me today. If you are looking for some inspiration, if you are already starting to fall off the habits and, you know, forgetting about the goals that you set out to achieve in 2023, if you need a little extra boost, if you need some motivation, if you need some accountability, you are in the right place. I am so excited to introduce you to this week's guest, in the Glojo. Her name is Julie Roberts, and Julie is a lifestyle and mentorship coach, and she really specializes in helping people master their mindset and cultivate bulletproof habits to change their lives. And let me just share that since Julie and I recorded this episode a couple of months ago, I don't know when it was, maybe we'll say a couple months ago, I've been inspired, I've been motivated, I've been creating more structure, I've been waking up earlier, and you know, what she talks about and what she shares, it truly works. At least it's worked for me, and I know that it works for a lot of other people. So I cannot wait for you to listen to this interview. There are so many golden nuggets, or shall I say glowing nuggets of wisdom in here, and yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And a fun side note to share with you, after I finished editing this episode, I was like, do you know what? I need to reach out to Julie and I need to figure out how I can get some support from her. So I am in her challenge group right now and it's an eight week fitness challenge. It started today. I have a cold, so it's not ideal, but I'm really proud of myself because I still showed up and I listened to my body, but I still got moving and that felt really great. Sometimes it's not about going all in and doing everything as hard as we can. It's about finding those sustainable moments, but still prioritizing what's important to us. So here's a quick overview of some of the things that Julie and I talk about in this week's episode. Julie talks about how habits can actually create freedom in your life. And I must say, I'm really starting to believe this. She shares four simple habits that you can start today. And I would say that these are like the four foundational habits that if you focus on these, your life truly can drastically change. She shares how to create habits that stick, We talk about six steps to creating incredible habits that will actually serve you. Um, Julie talks about why motivation doesn't last and what you need instead, plus a ton of other things. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode, but before the interview gets rolling, if you have not already done so, make sure you head over to theglojo.com and get on the weekly glow. That is the weekly newsletter that I send out where I share a weekly challenge, I share a quote, and I share other things that are relevant to the time that we're moving through. For example, it was the winter solstice a few weeks ago and I reshared an incredible interview that I did with Mara Branscombe about a year ago or a year and a half ago. So make sure you go head over to theglojo.com. 
You can find the link to the website in the show notes. And while I'm talking about show notes, make sure you go to the show notes and connect with Julie. Connect with her on Instagram. She is so inspiring. And you can also find the free resource that she is gifting in today's episode. Okay, let's let the interview begin. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Glojo. I am so excited to be interviewing the wonderful lady that I'm interviewing today. With me right now in the Glojo, I have Julie Roberts. And Julie is someone who I've known for years. You've been almost like a little sister to me over the years. And it's just so exciting to be here having this conversation with you today. For everyone listening, Julie is a lifestyle coach and mentor, and she is a new mom within the last year. And as someone who has known her for years, seen her step into this motherhood journey, oh, I'm getting emotional. It's just been so beautiful. And you're just like the habit master. I'm like, how how is she doing everything that she's doing? And so today we are talking about habits, and Julie is going to share her mindset and habit inspiration with all of us because... It is 2023. We are glow gutters. And so Julie, welcome. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Leanne. I, this, is, this is a highlight. I am so pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Woohoo. Yeah, my pleasure. And so before we dive in and talk about habits and how they've really, you know, transformed your life and the role they play in your life and being able to accomplish and achieve the things that you want to do, I want to turn the microphone over to you and just give you the opportunity to share a bit about yourself, your journey, your story, whatever you want to share with the Glojo peeps. I would love to share. So yeah, I've known you since I think I was 14 when we met and (laughs) it's been really fun watching your journey as well. I feel like we're kind of in this self-development world together and that's so much fun for me to (laughs) to watch you as well. So um, my journey. So yeah, I'm a new mom. I had my baby girl, Blake, um, almost 10 months ago. Now I live in Canmore, Alberta, moved to the mountains for my maternity leave and it's been wonderful, married to my very best friend, my incredible husband, Ryan, and my journey with habits and specifically mindset, because I believe it is your mindset that allows you to create and solidify the habits that you want, has not been a smooth road to say the least. I have really struggled with figuring out you know, what's important to me versus what's important to everybody else. I was sort of living in everybody else's world. And really about a year and a half ago, I got really serious about my habits and my mindset. And that all started when I signed up to start coaching and knew that I had to walk the walk. And, you know, all of this, this, this whole journey for me really started when I decided I wanted to help other people. And, and then getting married and deciding we wanted to start a family, I wanted to be in incredible physical shape before getting pregnant because I knew what I wanted out of my pregnancy. I knew I wanted my labor and delivery to be as simple and easy. And then my recovery and postpartum to be incredible. And I wanted to feel really strong. And that's when I got really serious about my physical habits and my nutrition specifically. And really, I've been nonstop ever since. Um, Insert like you know, having a baby and all the postpartum and all of that. Um, it's really, really kept me, kept me going this, this commitment to not only my own mindset and my own habits, but being able to help other people is equally as important to me. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing. And I know that we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but for me, the thing that stands out, there's a few things that like stand out instantly that I just want to bring attention to. So like, first of all, thank you for being honest and sharing that it's not all smooth sailing and that it is a journey because I think life is a journey. There's ups and downs. And one of the things that I try to do is just normalize that life happens. We will fall off the wagon, but it's all about getting back on, you know, and it's those decisions that we can make along the way. The other thing that really stands out is your why, like you were really motivated to make a change and you had really, really great reasons for building this healthy lifestyle. So I know we're going to talk more about that, but Mm -hmm. it just stood out immediately. And I know for me, when I've been able to make positive changes in my life or like really stick and commit to something, it's usually when I have a really, really good reason. Before we go into all of that, though, like habits, talk to me about habits because you you share regularly. So everyone make sure you go follow her on Instagram. I'll, I'll link to her Instagram account, but you really have your habits dialed in. And so how has your life changed since you've been able to really dial in habits and like, how have you figured out what works for you? I love how you said it's, it's kind of paying less attention to what works for everyone else, but really paying attention to what works for you. Totally. And I mean, there's so much to share about this and how to choose the habits that are going to work for you in your life. And for me, I mean, there's four things, there's four things that are simple None of these are going to blow your mind, but like simple, controllable things that all of us can do. And those things are your rest, your hydration, your fuel, and your movement. And then there's other things too, right? Like there's there's certain rituals that you can have, like journaling or reading, you know, things that you can add in. But those are the top four things for me anyways. And for most of my clients and people that I work with, so those are the things that once you dial those in, whatever that means for you, whatever dialing that in means for you can really make massive impact in everything else because your energy is better and your demeanor is better and you want to be out in the world and connecting and elevating. And so those are the things that for me are are a no-brainer. And, you know, I just figured those things out. I mean, I'm part of an incredible community and I do this alongside other women who want to run with me and who want to feel amazing and be excited to wake up in the morning. So doing it together you know, and talking to one another, like what's working for you? What's not working for you? And tracking, which I know sounds very like two years ago, I would have been rolling my eyes, like what you're going to track, like your habits. But I have an incredible tool that I had had a graphic designer actually make a tool, which we'll share. So anyone here can have access to it. And you write out your top three to six habits, fill them in. There's like a space to fill them in. And then every day for a month, you track your habits and you see, and you be really honest with yourself about the things that you're doing and the things that you're not doing. And then at the end of the month, you can see like, oh, I've been skipping this like more than half the time, you know, whatever it is, whatever habit you said you want to do. And then you get really honest. Like, did I skip that because it's inconvenient and I'm not making the time or is it just actually not that important to me anymore? Right? Like, like there are certain things I think that we sometimes can have goals that we think that there are goals, but they're actually like someone else's goals that we were like, oh, that sounds really cool, but aren't actually important. Like one of mine used to be like to run a half marathon. Like I wanted to, because everybody else wanted to run a half marathon. And I was like, I hate running. Like, why is that a goal? And so these habits, it's the same thing, right? Like you get to decide and it's it's trial and error. And there are some really basic things that a lot of us aren't doing. 
that if we just dial it in a little bit can make huge, huge impact. Yeah, I love that. I'm reminded of Tony Robbins. Um, there's a quote and it's basically talks about how it's just adjusting this 2%. And it's oftentimes we're not as far off the mark as we think we are. And it's focusing on like, what are the tiny little tweaks that we can make that are actually going to bring so much more freedom, so much more energy, whatever that is, abundance in business, life, all, all the things. So I love tracking things. I actually have a journal. I'll show it to you right now. I know that this is an audio podcast and you might not see the video right away, but this is my well journal. And it's called the well journal. It's so pretty. I love the texture. I love the color. And I'm just a pen and paper gal. I freaking love mm -hmm. journals and printing things off. And so I'm excited for you to share that. And we'll make sure that you, we link to that. There's also an amazing app called Streaks. And I recently downloaded it. I have not started using it yet, but I have a friend who uses it and she loves it. And essentially, it's a way to track your habits. So me That's just awesome. calling myself out and saying that I downloaded this thing, but I don't use it. This is one of the biggest questions I have for you. So, you know, at the Glojo here and like me, especially I'm a free spirited gal. I used to resist structure. I really disliked routine. I find that like I'll get bored easily. I'll get, you know, it's just, it's hard. I'm not a consistent person. The only thing I'm consistent with and like cancel, cancel, because I don't want to lock in this belief. But in general, most of my life, I have not been consistent. Consistency is difficult for me. And the thing that's consistent is inconsistency. Now, as I get older and wiser and more life experience, I realize that structure is actually a great thing. And when I have structure, it allows the ideas to flow. It allows me to be more creative, to be more free. But it still is really difficult for me. And I still have the part of me that resists it. And I want to be like, F you, routines and structures. But I know they're so important. And so kind of like, what advice, like what's your pep talk for everyone out there who's like, why am I listening to something on habits? This is usually not what we talk about at the Glojo. But I think it's so freaking important. And I do think that it can be something that we implement that allows all of our like wildest dreams to come true. Oh, I love it. I love this question so much because I know a lot of people who, you know, think that habits and routines are really restrictive, right? Or even, or even, you know, like nutrition's a really great example of this too. Is like, why would I, you know, why would I choose to eat that when, like, when I know I can you have something that tastes good, right? Like there's this whole thing about food freedom, which is incredible. And I think that's really, really important. And my whole thing is like, amazing. Have the cheeseburger, have the pizza, have the birthday cake, have the glass of wine. We do, we do all that stuff around here too. Like we love our sweets. We love our savory, salty things. The difference is, and this goes back to habits as well. How is it serving you? How does it make you feel? If it makes you feel totally fine and you can sleep well after a glass of wine or you wake up in the morning after eating an entire pizza and you feel totally fine, amazing. No issue. But if you're like me and a lot of people after a glass or two of wine, you don't feel clear the next day and nutrition is so tied to that. And so I I think that when – and like just going back to, ha to habits for a second and not, not even thinking about nutrition, but the habits that you don't have – how is it serving you? How is it serving you? Because people who are free-spirited and who, um, you know, if you travel a lot and you think like, 
oh, I can never stay on track because I'm always traveling and changing time zones and I can't eat well and I can't hydrate and I'm always, you know, out and I'm, you know, doing all these things and I can't stay focused on the habits that I said I wanted to do. It's like, okay, how's that serving you? How's it working out for you? And being really honest with yourself because in my experience and all the women that I've worked with, not to say I don't work with men, I just mostly work with women. Um, our habits and our routines, our rituals, the things that are important to us actually provide the structure that we need to be able to have the freedom and to be able to go on the trips and to be able to be present with all the fun things. So it's actually really freeing to schedule in, like schedule your fun, right? Like live your life however you're going to live your life, but schedule in the things that you know make you feel good. And we all know, right? We all know, like, I probably shouldn't drink every single night of the week. I probably should drink a little bit more water. I probably, I don't want you to should all over yourself, but it's like, you know, pick the top three things and just schedule them in and remove the barriers for yourself. Buy yourself one of those four liter, like gallon jugs of water. If you need to get hydrated, make it easy for yourself to track. And if you need help, get help, find a buddy, find a coach, find an accountability person, right? If these things are important to you, and, but I truly believe, like, I'll say this over and over and over and over again, creating structure and routines is actually really freeing. I'm assuming, I'm making an assumption on like some of the people who might be listening today. You want to be free and you want to travel and you want to do whatever you want and da, 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 da. But are you constantly thinking about all the things you should be doing and how much brain space is that taking up? Whereas if you just set yourself an hour in the morning to do your movement, do your walk, get some sunshine on your eyeballs, like drink your water, whatever, then it's done. You don't even have to think about it. And you have all the freedom in the world for the rest of the, like the 23 remaining hours in the day. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. There's so much that you said in there that resonates with my personal experience and journey. You know me, I love traveling. Although I will say, I feel like I don't love it as much as I used to. I still enjoy it, but it's, I think that what I value and the way I want to live my life has shifted. But the thing that really, really resonates, and this is all going back to like pre-pandemic, I was traveling a ton. I was living this like fast, fun, sort of glamorous lifestyle and feeling like crap. And I had a like serious health incident and that that's the thing that really inspired me to start the Glojo. It's like one, now now or never, life is short. What are we waiting for? Let's start doing it. And then the tagline at the Glojo is fuel your feel good. And so I love that you talked about feeling good and being honest with ourselves. And I know for me personally, I was wrapped up in living a lifestyle that like, yeah, a part of me wanted it, but it actually wasn't true for me in so many ways. And it was not fueling my feel good. And the funny thing is, is that when I traveled a lot, I used travel as an excuse to not have habits and not have my structure and routine. And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I've got the extra weight on because I travel a lot and all the events I go to and the the food and the drinks and, and the parties. Well, then the pandemic comes and I'm basically face to face with the truth, which is wherever you go, there you are. And there I was basically no habits, no structure, no routine. And it was really glaringly obvious because it was me in my place, basically like going around in circles, being like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> really nothing. What's going, what's going on here? And now that I've started to travel again, and I'll be honest, I've traveled recently and I have not had my, my routine dialed in and I felt like absolute crap. 
it took me so long to recover from my trip from Europe. It took me so long to recover from a 10 day trip to California. It's like, what the hell? How is it basically like I go away for a certain period of time and I need to schedule that much time to rebalance and I know it's because I am not honoring my specific needs. Like I'm very energetically sensitive. I'm super empathic. You know, I have like food allergies. Like I'm allergic to so many things. It sucks like food, environmental. And if I'm not doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself, I cannot show up as my best self. I cannot do what I want to do. I don't have the energy to actually bring what's in me out to the world. And then I just end up feeling like really down on myself. And so, this is why like I'm pro habits now and I'm pro routine. What advice do you have for consistency? Because even though I just went on that rant and I'm like, I know I need to do all these things to feel good. I have so much resistance and it's I'm getting better. So like I'm celebrating my progress, going for progress over perfection. But what tips do you have? What have you seen in your clients that have really helped them like commit and dial this in? Oh, gosh. I love that question. The first thing I want to acknowledge about you and your lifestyle is it is very fun and glamorous and you meet the coolest people and go to the most amazing places and it's aspirational. Like it really is. Like you are living this life, you know, looking in is just incredible. And the fact that you don't feel great when you come back is it's actually quite normal. Like I feel the same way. Like even one day off my routine, my schedule, like it takes me a couple days to recover when I get home as well. And I think the key with, you know, figuring out the habits that are going to work for you and staying consistent with them when you're traveling or when you're, you know, when life throws you a curveball because yeah, those does. never stop. That is life, right? Like life is busy. Congratulations. We're busy. We're humans. That's not an excuse anymore to not do the things that make you feel good. So it's like, Figuring out those things will shorten that time so you don't need 10 days to recover. You might just need two days to recover or maybe no days to recover depending on, you know, how how well you did on your trip sticking to the things that serve you. So, um, but consistency, I mean, I'll, I'll say this until the day I die. It's not always easy, but it isn't complicated. Like, is it easy for me to get up at 5.30 every single morning? No. Do I not get up at 5.30 every single morning? For sure. There are days where I'm up, you know, all night and I, you know, hit the snooze button. And then, you know, you have to have psychological flexibility. If like movement's important to you, you're going to fit it in at some point in the day. But the key is, is making the promise to yourself for sure. Top three to six things. What do you want to do? And having, like we touched on this earlier, like having a really strong reason for why. Why do I get up at 5.30? It's not because I have to move my body at 5.30 in the morning. It's because when my daughter wakes up at 6.30, I want to have calm and patience and total presence with her. I'm not anxiously thinking about, okay, I want to work out before I eat because I like to do it for, I like to do it before I even have a meal, not because I, I'm, I don't fast or anything, but because once I have breakfast, then that's my cue to like start the rest of my day. Like that, that quarter of the day is gone. Like I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to move my body. So I get up at 5.30 for my daughter so that I've done what mom, mom's done what mom's had to do to be present and have energy. And, you know, with working out first thing in the morning, I drink a liter of water or more before 7 a.m. That feels amazing. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I'm working out and I'm drinking water as I'm working out. So that's like two habits 
done before my daughter even wakes up. And so I think it's tying your habits that you want to a really important why. Why do you want to go for a walk every day? Why do you want to read 10 pages every day? And, you know, the thing I hear the most from um, women that follow me and who are considering working with me as their coach is like, I just had a baby. I have, I just need to lose 10 pounds. I hear that all the time. And that breaks my heart because you actually don't. You actually don't need to lose 10 pounds. You don't need to lose 20 pounds. What you need is to pull yourself out of the mom trenches or out of where you're stuck and to feel better. And I believe that movement is medicine and that food is food is, is medicine and, and they can be incredible tools. And if you feel like, you know, you're in the trenches and you just, you can't figure out your, your way out. What's your reason? Cause it's not, it's, it is, it just isn't weight loss. It just isn't because how many times have you seen somebody lose, lose the weight and then they did it for the wrong reasons. And then it all comes back or they actually just say like, it actually didn't really make a difference in my happiness. It's the feeling. It's the feeling of committing to something, the endorphins, like all the amazing things that come with exercise. And that's just one example of like your why has to be bigger than aesthetics and it has to be bigger than maybe what you think the rest of the world is doing, what's important mm-hmm. to you. And and my biggest reason aside from Blake and my husband and wanting to be my best version is – I don't want to feel the way I felt a year and a half ago when I was drinking every day after work to unwind and skipping my workout. I don't I I I don't want to feel like a victim. I don't ever want to feel that way consistently ever again. Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful. You know, it's interesting because for me there's been like I've wanted to lose weight. I'm like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 20 pounds. I blah, blah, blah. And I've been so hard on my body over the years. And I look back at photos and I'm like, oh my God, I, we're not going to talk about weight loss, but I just want to have a moment of compassion for like all of us on our journeys. And I look back and I'm like, why was I so hard on myself? And I was so down on my body and I didn't appreciate like now I love my body. Yes. Do I still want to be a little thinner? Hell yeah. Do I want a tighter ass and like toned legs? You bet. Like, do I want these things? Yeah. I want to be a hot little motherfucking tamale walking around and feeling good. But it's like the feeling. I want to feel good. And this is what I've realized over the last few years is that I was so hard on myself and I actually didn't have compassion for my body. And now I'm like, okay, I'm so grateful. Look at all the fun adventures we've had. Look at everything we've gotten to do together. Like, thank you for never giving up on me and always taking care of me. And now I want to take care of it too. And I, instead of beating it up and like doing things from that place of not being enough. So that's been something that it's been so fun to like actually develop more of a healthy relationship with my body and more appreciation. So beautiful. Well, thank you. It is. That's, it's amazing. And I think as I get older too, and especially now that I've had a baby, I may never have a six pack. And for the first time in my life, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's never even been an option for me. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, sure it could be, but, but, but at what cost, right? Like at what cost? It's like, that's not going to make you feel good. And like, it just, 
It's like, <laughs> I love, I love what you said about having compassion for ourselves. And I hope anyone listening who mm-hmm. is in struggle with their body image or body dysmorphia, like I can share from my own experience. Yes. Having a baby, it totally changes your perspective about like my boobs will never look the same again. Like they gone. They go. I feel like and... mine are too, and I haven't even had a kid. It's just called age. I'm like, what the, what the heck, man? How did this change so fast? I don't get it. <laughs> I know, and it, and that's and that's the same thing too, right? Is like as we get older, those things just matter less and less. And like when I think about you know who I was torturing my body to be a certain size, who was I doing that for? My husband has never once mentioned anything about my body other than you look amazing. You gave birth to our daughter, and oh, your ass is a little tighter since you started this lifting program. That's it. And no matter how many times I've been, you know, even right after having Blake and with, you know, 30 extra pounds on me, it was never even a conversation. He doesn't care. Why do I? He's the one who who sees me naked. Like no one else has to see me naked. And I think that as you get older and as you build confidence and you build the lifestyle that you want through the habits that are going to make you feel better, it just, that just sort of fades away. And I think as we get older, we get more secure. And I love what you said about thank you body for all the adventures we've been on. Like Mm -hmm. how beautiful is that? And the intention of habits isn't to change the way you look or yeah, that's the furthest thing. And things will happen. You will have brighter skin. You will have more energy in your face. You probably will, you know, lose a few pounds because physical results do happen and you do release, right? When you start moving your body and feeling better and all of that. But when you move your primary focus away from that specifically, magic really does start to happen. Yeah. You know, over the years, as I've gone through what I've gone through and as I've I've lived and we are human. We experience all of these things. I've learned to have more compassion with myself and it's a value here at the Glojo. And so I always want to share ways that I've learned to have more compassion for myself because I think we can, the world would be a better place if we can all just be nicer and more gentle on ourselves. And the other thing that I love that we were talking about and just circling back to with motherhood and waking up early and prioritizing yourself first, I think that it is so important to prioritize yourself. I know, I th- I feel like this has shifted, but like in recent years, it's like, oh, it's selfish if you're putting yourself first or it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I love how you said when you are able to show up and do what you need to do to feel really good about yourself, then you can show up and be present for Blake your daughter. And FYI, everybody listening, Blake is the cutest. I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) She's so stinking cute. Um, The other thing that I just want to like take a moment to randomly talk about and riff on, water. I don't know if you've always loved water as much as you have. Um, I'm a water junkie. I'm a water fan. I actually plan on releasing a really fun something or other around water in 2023. So everybody watch out for that. Keep your eyes open. But yeah, how has your life transformed since you've started drinking more water? <laughs> Let's just do I a mean, random side note. <laughs> I love it. I, no, I love it because I don't know what percent of our bodies are water. I'm not a scientist. I but it's 75%. Nope. Either 69 percent or 75 percent okay so yeah like it's just a no-brainer like you want to be hydrating and I'm not I know there's a lot of people who don't like the taste of water I don't mind water also when you sweat or you know like if you take saunas or even if just like walking outside like 
I am always thirsty because I'm so mm-hmm. active and I drink a ridiculous amount of water because of that. Um, have I always loved water? I don't know. Appreciated it. Let's use the word appreciation because I feel like we all know we should have it. But like once you start appreciating water, like to me, water is life. It truly like if we're not drinking water, we die. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And like look at plants. Like when you water them, they come back to life. Like it's the same thing. Like you can Google all the benefits of water, but like your brain shrinks up when you're dehydrated and then it expands when you drink water. Like hydration is so important. Also, if you think you're hungry, you might be thirsty. Like I think that's why a lot of people will can overeat because they and I'm not this isn't about yeah. this podcast isn't about food, but like that's a thing. Like you think you're starving, so you eat all this food and then you're so full and then you're like, "Oh, I was probably just thirsty." So like just staying hydrated. I'm not a huge advocate of like, you know, if you're starving, just drink water until you're not hungry. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like set yourself a goal two liters minimum a day from, I drank three, I was drinking four, five or six liters when I was breastfeeding. It was absolutely, if you've ever breastfed, anyone wow. who's listening, it's why I would drink a full liter through the night. Like I did that wild. Re- <laughs> I did that recently actually. So I was visiting my aunt and I was, I showed up and I was just not feeling the best. And I think I was really dehydrated. She gave me a big, a big bottle. It was in the U S so it was a Trader Joe's electrolyte water. Literally, I woke up in the morning and it was gone. I'm like, oh my God, I drank like a liter. It was a liter, maybe no, it was one and a half liters of water, like throughout the night. Yeah. And you lose a lot through the night too. Like, I mean, we're just we're just there for however many hours you sleep. And and I'm really excited for what's coming for you and your water project for 2023. But like keep it like (laughs) like mix things up, like put some sliced strawberries in, like carbonate your water you know, I don't know about the science of like, does carbonated water actually hydrate you in the same way? But like, if you just need to get more water in, like have sparkling water, like I drink lemon, I drink water with, I mean, I put greens in it, lemon, Himalayan salt and, um, my collagen mix, but like, what do you need to do to make it taste good so that you actually want to drink it? And, um, or even if you need to pour like a little bit of, I don't know, fruit juice or whatever, like just a little bit to keep it, keep it interesting. Like whatever you can do to drink more water. I bring a water bottle with me everywhere I go. I bring two, one for me, one for Ryan, because he'll just drink my water. And I'm like, <laughs> I should have brought you water. Um, but I just travel with water with me all, all the time. And it's, it's massive for energy too. If I'm feeling sluggish or tired, instead of grabbing a second coffee, just like chug half a liter of water, you'll feel so much better. Now that we have shared our mutual love for water, and I agree with all of that, although I I do think like carbonated water isn't as good for you. Unfortunately, I love bubbles, but it can be dehydrating. You don't read that everywhere, but I've gone down the rabbit hole on these things. So like try to have as much uncarbonated water, but carbonation is fun. Um, and that's it does. Good. That's really good to know. I've, I, didn't, I didn't know that. So yeah, I'll share that I, with all my friends who only drink carbonated water. Well, it's you know not what? satisfying I'm, either. Well, I'll find some research and I'll send that to you. I want to make sure that I'm not going to like ruin everybody's dreams about drinking <laughs> carbonated water and then they can decide. I think it still is better than coffee and everything. But um, okay, so back on track. When Julie and I were talking before this, you know, we kind of came up with these six different steps for you to take to really instill incredible habits that are going to serve you, that are going to make you feel good, and that are going to help you live the life that you want to live and do the things that you want to do 
and really get clear with like what's important to you. So the first step is cast your vision. And so Julie, I know you talked about this. It's like getting clear about what's important to you and letting go of what you think you should do or what other people are doing. So can you talk a little bit more about step number one for creating habits? You got to know where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Totally. So I've done a lot of vision work in my day. I come from a company, a company that I'm on maternity leave from who I've been, I've been with this company for 13 years and, um, massive, massive focus on personal growth and personal development and vision work, vision and goals and like the, the work back, right? Like casting your vision 10 years, 10 years in advance. And then like, okay, what are the goals I need to do to get there? I always found the 10 year vision really difficult because, and the idea with a 10 year vision is that anything is possible, right? Like dream big, blue sky, and that's amazing. But I always had a really difficult time with that. So what I've started doing now that I'm on maternity leave and I'm like, oh, I can write whatever vision I want. Um, I don't need to follow this template. I do a two year vision. It's written out on a piece of paper and I read it out loud to myself every single morning. And on that piece of paper, it's just point form. It's point form. It's where we're living, how we feel, the contributions that we're making to society, the habits that we have, the connection that we feel, and really the common thread. And there's like income goals in there and you know things that are really tangible that I'm working towards. But most of the goals and the vision in there is how I want to feel and the things that I do every day that I commit to, to get me to, yes, those bigger goals that I have that are really tangible, but ultimately, how am I going to be more connected to my husband? How am I going to have that mother-daughter bond that is like the most indescribable thing in the whole world that I, I just cannot wait to grow together with my daughter and have traditions. And like, I talk about all that stuff, all the stuff that has nothing to do with how much I weigh or how many days a week I'm working out or how many, how often I'm eating healthy. That's the other thing. Like I, I've stopped all of that. I have stopped all of the metrics attached to the goals that I have and focused on how I want to feel because when I read that vision out loud before I work out in the morning, I'm reminded I'm not working out because I hate my body or because of what I ate yesterday. I'm working out so that I can have that connection with my daughter when she wakes up. And I think that's that has been the biggest shift for me. And I think that that's a, that's a big shift that I would encourage anyone listening to this podcast. Like the, the unrealistic metrics of the things that you're trying to achieve, or maybe they're realistic, but they're not sustainable, or they really actually aren't that important. Um, when you're writing your vision, focus on how you want to feel in two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. Do you want to be a strong AF grandma who doesn't have to take, I think the average Canadian is on seven different medications or something. Like, do you want to be the grandma who like just takes her supplements, vitamin D, vitamin C, iron, whatever, and is like good to go and is strong. And okay, what do you what are you gonna do today? Because today is the tomorrow that you promised yourself yesterday. The I start Monday, the I'll start January 1st, and I know this is coming out in the new year. So it's like, okay, January, January 1st has passed. Don't wait for February 1st. Do something right now. And if you need help, like I can help. Or find someone, find someone that's really passionate about this, like buddy up, tell, like, tell people what you're doing because your vision is important because two years is going to fly by. Five years is going to fly by. As a mom, I can tell you it flies by. Like everyone told me it would fly by. It flies by. So you have to take action right now, 
right now for the vision that you want in two years, five years, 10 years? Yeah, I absolutely love that. So thank thank you for sharing. So the first step is like casting your vision and focusing though, like really I love how you zoned in on like feeling good because that's everything that I talk about. I'll still have those, like you said, monetary goals or different things, but it's ultimately, it's about more. It's like, what does that afford me? And that leads into the second step, which is identifying your why. And so I know this has come up multiple times throughout the conversation, but do you have anything else that you want to share that will inspire people or help people really figure out what their personal why is? Why do they want to achieve the things that they want to achieve or do the things they want to do? It's so individual to each person. And I think if you can have a really honest conversation with yourself and if there's any healing that you need to do you know i'm going i'm going through a ton of healing right now peeling back layers of things that you know things i've gone through and things i've experienced and and that's important work and it's painful and what i'm learning as i'm going through this healing is what's really important to me and don't think too hard about it. That's the other thing is like, I think we can overcomplicate things and take on opinions from the people that are closest to us when really it's not actually their business, right? And yeah, so, so when you're trying to figure out your why, I mean, journaling, I think is huge. Like I've got some incredible journal like resources um, journals that I have that I've used. I have an incredible one coming in the mail. My coach actually just created, my coach and mentor just created a journal that um, is going to be amazing. And I'll be sharing about that more on my Instagram as well. But like figuring out the tools that are going to help you get there to come back to you and what's important. Because the older I get, the more I realize how much I don't have time for other people's opinions or full respect. Like you do you, you live your life. Your, your goals are important. Your habits are important. Your timeline is important, but the days of letting that impact me and how I'm going to live my life and not compromising on the things that are important to me. Like when I have people in town, when I have visitors, I have to do my morning routine first. Like I've learned that the hard way so many times because when I don't, the rest of the 23 hours in the day are totally on the, the rest of the world schedule. I'm like, that doesn't, that actually doesn't work for me. So getting quiet with yourself, reflection, finding a journal that, you know, maybe it's the five minute journal. Maybe you don't need a journal. Maybe you don't need prompts. You don't want the, um, you know, the structure of that, but just getting really honest and actually carving out time for reflection. You, it's the whisper, listen to the whisper of what your why is, because it's not anything other than what you already know, deep, deep, deep down. Yeah, I love that. I'm a huge proponent of journaling. I talk about it all the time. And there's something powerful when we do start to tune in. And I love how you said it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. So I know for me, one of my whys, I want to feel good so that I can connect with people, so I can have fun, so I can make memories, so I can express myself, so I can take everything that's inside of me and share it with the world and create and I think before my whys might have been more serious or more thinking that they had to be a certain way, but it's like, really, it's like, I want to be able to feel good so that I can just be me 
like be the fully expressed, most authentic, truest version of myself. And I believe that when I operate from that space, good things are going to happen for me and for the world, you know? <laughs> That's, that um, is it. That is totally yeah. it. You nailed it. Like the world needs you to be you. Yeah. You and everyone that's listening, me, like everybody, you need to be you because you were born perfect just the way that you are. And the more you can be you, the more you're going to connect with the people that you're going to connect with. And that's the most amazing thing because we are wired for connection and community. And when we try to be something other than ourselves, it doesn't work. We're out of harmony, right? So I love that. I love that so much. And I love how unapologetically you, you are, you've always been that way. And I, (laughs) I, I just love you for that. Oh, well, thank you. And you know, it doesn't always feel like that inside. (laughs) I think I've learned to really lean into myself and who I am and just own it even more. So thank you. That's a nice compliment. I'll take it. (laughs) Okay. So step three. So we've talked about one, casting your vision or creating, like figuring out what you want to create. Step two, identifying your why. So on to step number three, habits. We've talked about habits a lot throughout this entire episode. How can people decide, like how can people figure out what habits are best for them and what habits they need to be able to create their vision or fulfill their vision? I love this question. So the top, the four that I, I think I mentioned earlier that to me are the most, not necessarily obvious, but like what I've determined is important for me and for a lot of the women that I work with is movement, hydration, fuel, and rest or sleep. So if you can, and those aren't habits, those are, those are like categories, right? So like, I'll just give you an example. I move my body 30 minutes a day. And if I need a rest day, I still do some kind of movement, If it's even if it's just a really simple yin flow class, because I know when I don't move, and it's not even really about the movement always, it's just about the space and the ritual. I go downstairs and I this is my time. Um, that's the habit. The habit is the 30 minutes of intentional movement. Nutrition. The habit that I have is cooking myself a massive nutritious breakfast full of protein because I know... I want something to hold me till lunch. So rest seven to eight hours a night. Like I just know, especially after four months of no sleep, the first four months of my baby's life, I know that's what I need. And that's, it's controllable, right? And then hydration. Like these are all things that are so simple and straightforward and that anybody can do. And if you can't, if, you know, if you've got an injury or, you know, a disability and you can't move, can you go get some sun sunlight on your eyeballs first thing in the morning or as soon as the sun comes up? You know, like what are the things? Because my things aren't going to be your things. A walk. That's another thing. Like I know you love to walk. Like that is incredible. Yeah. I try to get out 45 minutes a day with my dog. Doesn't always happen. And it's trial and error. Like I mentioned this habit tracker that I've developed. And so it's like picking the habits that you think are going to serve you and then doing it. Do it for a month. And fill in only, like you'll see when you see the habit tracker, you fill in when you did the thing for the day, look back on the day, fill it in. And if you're nailing your nutrition and you're drinking two, three liters of water a day and you're good, remove that from your habit tracker. That doesn't need to be something that you even focus on because it becomes a part of you. For me, movement isn't even on my tracker anymore because that's just a no-brainer. So it's trial and error. And I would encourage you, print out the tracker for six, like print out six, track your habits for six months and gather data because everything's data. So just, Mm -hmm. 
okay, if you're skipping your reading your book every day, is it actually important that you're reading a book or can you switch to a podcast instead and have it in when you're driving or have it in when you're doing the dishes? Like that's what I do most of the time too. I read a couple days a week. That was really, really important to me. And now I'm like, you know what? I can plug a podcast in that's really impactful and do the laundry and do the dishes and cook the dinner all at the same time. So shifting and adapting and not beating yourself up when your tracker isn't totally 100% filled out. So no easy answer, but trial and error. And also talk to someone about it. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your, you know, your people and see what they're doing. And oh, that might be kind of cool. And then just listen. Listen to your intuition. Is this going to serve me? And does this make me feel good? And be really honest with yourself. And also keep the promises to yourself. If you want to work out every day and you know you've got a busy work day and you're not going to do it after work because like who can work out after work, honestly? It's like, are you going to hit snooze or are you going to get up and work out? You're going to get up and work out because you know that that's your time. One quick analogy I want to share. This is important if you're having a difficult time with the things you know are good for you, but you can't seem to get out of bed in the morning. Think of the friend who says, every Wednesday, we're going to meet up for lunch at 12 o'clock at the cafe down the street, and they never show up. How many times would you continue to go and wait for the person and then have them not show up before you lose trust and say, what's going on? We either need to have a conversation or you lose total trust in that person, right? So why are we breaking the promises to ourselves day after day after day? You have to trust yourself and you have to keep the promises to yourself in order for them to become, in order for your habits to become part of you, if that's what you want. So you have to pick ones that are going to actually make sense for you and that you, you can do, which you totally can. I love all of that. And I love how you said it's trial and error. And I think that there's one of the things that I talk about a lot at the Glojo is awareness and becoming more self-aware and curiosity. So curiosity is another value of mine and a value at the Glojo because it is just about that inquiry. We don't get things perfect. You know, we change what works for us at one point in our life won't necessarily work for us at another point in our life. And so being able to adapt, being honest with ourselves, I know you said that as well. And I love how you really focus on these big four, hydration, movement, nutrition, and rest. I think that if we were all able to create a habit in one of those areas that we give a go, like give a go for like one month, six months seems crazy to me because maybe that's (laughs) like the commitment phobe in me, but I'm like six months. 30 days I can do. And then I can do another 30 days after that and another 30 days after that. And so um, I love that. And I know for me, something that makes me feel really, really good is having that kind of like, I don't want to say like spiritual, but it is, I guess it's that connection time with myself, whether it's journaling, I absolutely love tapping. I'm a big EFT person. And so taking time or doing like a meditation or breath work or, you know, listening to whatever interesting thing I found at the time, I can replace it. But as long as I have that time for my, it's like my soul time, that feels really, really good for me. Okay. So now that we have our habits, the next step is scheduling them. If we do not schedule things, they usually don't happen. This is one of the areas where I really fall off the wagon because it stresses me out. Maybe you have tips. And I don't know if anyone listening can relate, but when I actually put everything I need to do into my calendar, it is 
so overwhelming and I go into like shutdown mode. And so I just don't schedule and then it oftentimes won't happen. (laughs) And so obviously this is not good for any area of life. And I still do a lot and I accomplish a lot, but I know that I have the opportunity to find and create the time for the things that really matter to me. So scheduling, what advice do you have for scheduling? I have so much advice for scheduling and I'm so scheduled because I do everything when Blake is asleep. (laughs) And so (laughs) my schedule right now is pretty predictable, but I know it won't always be. So these are my tips for right now. Number one, being an entrepreneur means that you work around the clock. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur because they think that they're going to have all this freedom and that you, you do, you do have all the freedom, but you also are constantly working because you have ideas and right? Like I'm, I'm in the same boat. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I work when I work, but I'm also always working. Um, so there's that for the working person, like the person who is working for somebody else and going to work, bit of truth love for you on this day. (laughs) You are scheduled eight hours a day for somebody else. And that may or may not include a commute or a paid or unpaid lunch break or, overtime work that you're not being paid for. You are scheduled for somebody else five days a week. You could be living for the weekends. You could be living for your vacation days. And what I would say to somebody who says, I'm having a hard time scheduling things into my calendar for myself is you always have time for the things you put first. And if you are being scheduled eight hours a day for five days a week for somebody else, what about you? What about the things that are going to light your soul on fire and make you feel amazing? My heart breaks for the people who hit snooze until the very last moment and where they have to get up, maybe get the kids out the door, maybe make a lunch, but probably not. Maybe they're a little bit hungover because they had wine the night before. And then they go to work and they grind it out until they're exhausted at the end of the day. They come home, flop on the couch and do the same thing over and over and over and over and make no time for themselves. So my advice would be to have boundaries around if you're working for somebody else, okay, you work for the hours that you're paid. You have a conversation with your boss if that is what needs to happen. And if you there is no wiggle room there and you really want to keep your job and you don't you you can't ruffle any feathers, you need to get up earlier. Yeah. You need to yeah. get up earlier. So this is where or or you I'm... stay up or you stay up later if you I know you're not a morning person. Okay, so you stay up a little bit. That's that's fine too. I speak from – I am like I have to get up earlier because I cannot stay up later. Okay. So here's the interesting thing. I And I love that you've said this. I love that you call it truth love instead of tough love. Um, I believe deep down that my days would be better if I did everything in the morning for myself. I truly – and – it, I hit snooze. Like I don't have to get out the door. I don't have kids. I realize it's just me, right? Like I just have myself to take care of. I still have somewhat of a schedule, but I'm not as scheduled as, as a lot of people need to be. And I think that actually is to my detriment a lot of times. But when I take every single time, not like I needed a quiz to tell me this, but I recently took a quiz. I've taken many and it's like, you're a night owl or you're a wolf. There's a new book that came out and it's like wolf is the archetype. And it says for me that like working out is actually more beneficial in the afternoon or around 7 p.m. at night. And Mm -hmm. so the interesting thing is, is that I do get way better workouts when I work out in the afternoon, when I work out at night. I remember for a while I was working out with a trainer. He would come over at 9 a.m. It was horrible. 
I hated every minute of it because it wasn't my natural rhythm. And he came over one afternoon because schedule conflicts. And he's like, wow, that was a great workout. I'm like, yeah, because I'm actually honoring what's true for me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, again, because there's this awareness piece, then there's the honoring what's true for us. As I'm saying this, is it like still making sure that there's that time for ourselves in the morning to make sure that we're set up and we're doing what we need to do to have a really, really great day and then figuring out like other times throughout the day when it's better for us to do things, but then being so strict about it and making it a non-negotiable. And then I guess I know I maybe I answered my own question, but it's like, how do you make something a non-negotiable? Because something I've noticed in you over the last year or so is this extreme conviction. You were like, nope, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. Whereas I can be loosey goosey. I have a rubber arm. I twist it for myself on a regular basis. And like it feels better in the moment, but it doesn't feel better in the long run. And I think that we live in a society that's just full of instant gratification, but ultimately it does not bring us to our goals. It probably isn't aligned with our why. And so knowing all of this, why don't I do it? How can I get the conviction? And do you have any advice for people on like how to create schedules that truly work for them? Well, it all comes back to, and thank you for being so honest about that and challenging my whole, like, you need to just get up earlier because that's not, that's not the case for everyone. And I need to remember that. Um, but here's the thing. And it comes back to being really honest with yourself about why you're doing what, you, why you want to do what you want to do. Do you want to work out every day? Okay. It makes sense at 2 p.m., put it in your calendar like it's a meeting for somebody else because you're the you're actually the most important and if you know that that's going to shift you and give you more energy for the rest of the day that's amazing i wish i could have the the motivation to work out after lunch but i have to do it before i even eat because once i eat it's that's my cue like i've just conditioned myself to have to do it you know i could you know, if there was a class and a whole bunch of people were going, like I could rally and I could go, but that, that just doesn't work for me. So I've just got honest with myself and you're, you're really honest with yourself and you know that, and you've experienced that when your trainer came over at nine in the morning, you're like, this doesn't work for me. So you've already got the hard work done. You figured out what doesn't work for you and what is going to work for you instead. And you also mentioned, you know that it'd be better to do stuff in the morning. So what is that? Is that your journal? Is that you're drinking your cup of tea? Is that your meditation? Is that your walk? Like what is it that you want to get done before everything else? And then if you do want to work out, like psychological flexibility, especially any of you who are listening to have children, like you know your schedule is not always going to be your schedule. Like as the kids get older and need you at different times in the day, like you have to have psychological flexibility. And so if it doesn't happen, you don't throw the whole day away. You say, okay, where can I fit that in later? Well, I've only had one liter of water. I said I was going to have three today. How am I going to fit that in? And that takes practice and it does take conviction. And I believe that motivation is temporary. You need a strong reason and you need practice because – Practice makes progress. You will never be perfect. Life is not perfect. Congratulations. You're a human. Like, I love that saying so much. It's like, great. You just told me all the reasons that you're a human and that life is busy. Like, no one's life is not busy, especially if you're working or if you're a parent. So what are the non-negotiables? 
And to answer your question, like how can you figure out what those are? It all comes back to how do you want to feel and keeping track of the things that make you feel great. And that goes with like nutrition, massive. I noticed I've been bloated my entire life. And then I stopped eating gluten because I did this gut protocol thing. I was like, oh, that's the reason I've been bloated my entire life and felt a little bit foggy. So it's like figuring out those things and that takes work and it takes practice and it takes motivation, not motivation, determination because motivation is fleeting, but it takes a commitment to feeling the best you've ever felt. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That's good. I'm, I'm letting it sink in. And, and yeah, for me, I think really what I'm taking away from this and what I want everyone to take away from this is like getting curious, having self-awareness, being true to you, and then doing it though, like having that conviction to do it because, and remembering your why. So that leads to step number five, which is actually do it. And I know for me, and this is like something I recorded a whole episode on this, and I swear it was like a therapy session to myself. It was about choosing our heart. <laughs> I think half mm-hmm. the time I'm just giving therapy to myself, but it, but I really do think it's like no matter what, we're choo- life is life is life. It's going to be difficult. It's not always easy, even though. I do want people to focus on fueling their feel good. It's at that deeper level. And that might mean that in the moment we're going to do something that maybe doesn't feel amazing, but it's going to fulfill that deeper longing. So like an example of choosing your hard would be, are you going to choose the hard of, well, use yours, getting up early and working out. And I love having time for myself in the morning. I absolutely need it. Otherwise my days are so scattered and chaotic. So it's like choosing the hard of waking up early and creating that space for ourselves to flourish, to feel good, fuel ourselves, work out and move versus the hard that's going to come 20 years down the road when you have a cardiac arrest or you're on high blood pressure medication and then you're getting all of these different side effects from the medication. Like I will choose the hard of doing, taking care of myself in the moment. (laughs) I feel like the whole thing has sort of been like, just do it. But do you have anything else that comes to Mm -hmm. mind around, you know, that can motivate people to feel to like, just do it. Like really just do it. Like Nike has it right for sure. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, What you just said about choosing your heart, I could not agree more. Like we are, I am constantly thinking about the mom I want to be, the grandma I want to be, the coach I want to be, the entrepreneur I want to be. And that requires me to be healthy and clear-minded and have lots of energy. And so, yes, I'm looking at my 20, you know, me 20 years from now, like, what do I want that to look like? How do I want to feel? And choosing my heart today because I want my life to be beautiful and full of energy and vibrancy and all those things. But also I just came off like a two or three day slump, total like, what am I doing? I'm so tired, lethargic. The sun wasn't out, just like in it, right? Like just in it through, you know, some difficult conversations that I've been having with people close to me. And that was really hard. I talk about this a lot and I'm actually going to be talking about it more because I believe that the more we train in the everyday habits that we have, so working out, the nutrition, all those things, whatever you choose that's going to work for you, the more we do that, not so that we get through today, but so that when those difficult times come and when you hit that valley or that speed bump, your reaction time to get out is so much quicker because you've been training. So yes, it's about 20 year old, 20, 
20 years from now, Julie, 20 years from now, Leanne, but it's actually about next week when you could hit a major curveball, something that could take you out. It's like, don't you want to be prepared? Um, so yeah, choosing your heart. Like I would choose this life of, you know, there are days where I don't see anyone else. Like I am like in mom trenches, like at home, I don't see, like we live in the forest, like, and I'm totally okay with that. Cause I've got my habits. I've got my, you know, all the things like in this little yeah. bubble and it's like, it's all training. Like it's not wasted because I know that yeah. life is hard and we're going to hit speed bumps. So yeah, choose your heart. I just love that. Yeah. Well, and there's some things so with two things come to mind. The one thing, um, I worked at Mind Valley years ago and Vishen Lakiani, the founder, he had talked about sort of how there's highs and lows. And the goal is to be able to get through the lows faster or shorten those those valleys. And that's definitely something that I've been able to improve throughout my life. And the other thing that I want to mention, and you had you had mentioned this when you and I were talking before this, is a Gabby Bernstein quote. And I love the quote and it's really stuck with me. And the quote goes like this, my commitment to feeling good is stronger than the pull of my old habits. And so I just want to share that with everyone and use that, write it down, pull this out in your notes or like set a timer right now um, and, and have that there. Like my commitment to feeling good is stronger than the pull of my old habits. Uh, I just love that. Okay. Step number six get support. I know that you've mentioned this throughout. Um, I'm a huge fan of accountability buddies. I have my watch. I've got my accountability buddies on my watch. Um, I'm a huge fan of working with experts in all different areas and I do get support. And so I know that you're a coach and people can reach out to you to get support, but do you want to share anything around how having support has helped you create habits in your life and transform your life? Yeah, support is everything. It it really is everything and it starts with you telling your the people closest to you, your family, your spouse, your best friend what you're doing and why it's important. Do they want to come with you or how can they support you, right? Like if you've got a friend who wants to drink wine every day after work, sharing, "Hey, I'm going to do that once a week with you. I'm not going to do it every day because XYZ. This is my why. This is my reason." And share, yeah, share with the people that you're in contact with. Like that it's so important. And the person that you live with, if you live with somebody else, like especially when it comes to nutrition and food, and if you're going to be setting the alarm early, share what you're doing, ask them to come with you. And if they don't want to come with you, make sure that they support you. And if they don't support you, well, that's a deeper conversation. But sharing what your goals are, I run two accountability groups. I have a free one that I do. I run every month, like a free three-day. There's always a focus. So I, you know invite people to that one, depending on what the focus is. And then I have another one where we work out together and it's more like fitness, nutrition, like more tangible things like that, that I just find is the foundation for everything for me. Like I said, the movement and all of that. So yeah, I think just finding people that want to do it with you and I get to lean into my coach and my mentor and everything that she has built and that community. And I also have my own. So I lean into both because Mm -hmm. the more people that are up to the same thing as you, it's fire. Like you can't sit Mm -hmm. on this once you are exposed. It's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's everything. We can't, we can't do it alone. We really can't. So Okay. I love that. I, you just said, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I did a big sigh. Like I couldn't even hold it in because (laughs) 
this is like a whole nother topic and I know I'm going to be mindful of time, but like ignorance is bliss. He turns his bliss and I think maybe I'm going to record an episode on, on that and it's like damn I wish I could unsee I wish I could mm-hmm. unknow but then ultimately I guess it's the journey I'm on and I believe if you're listening to this podcast right now you're on it as well and we're all here together thank you for sharing everything that you did and just as you were riffing on the last bit about getting support what came up for me this was used in a different way but I want to share it because it came to mind It's a Brene Brown quote, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but essentially what she says is, not everyone deserves your vulnerability. Not everybody Mm. deserves your vulnerability. You know, I've, I strive to live an authentic life where I am sharing my truth, but guess what? You got to work to deserve it and earn my vulnerability and earn my trust. Like I'm really open with you and certain people because we, we have that relationship. And so I don't know why it came to mind with this, but it's like, yeah, it's exciting to have these goals and go share it with everyone. But at the same time, I'm just going to encourage everyone to like really think about who you choose to share these things with and share your whys because you want the people that are going to uplift you and they're going to support you and they're going to understand you and not all the people who are going to be the naysayers and bring you down, F them. And so it's like we we can be discerning. We have that choice. And so make it a good one. Julie, where can people connect with you, get the habit tracker from you, join one of your accountability groups and find out everything that you're up to? Okay. First, the first thing I want to say is you just said, go make your next, go make your decision a good one. That was like, oh, funny. That is my new, that is my new line. Like I've been like, go make your next decision a good one. That's what I was going to close with. And you did it for me. And I love that so much. Go make your next, I'm going to get like, I want to get like branded, like something, something's coming with that quote. So I'll give me a mug and then I'll drink my coffee from it on the glow. I'm thinking a glass like this, but like smaller that I can put my pre-workout in with like a little message on the bottom. Like once you're done it, it'll, it tells you, maybe we'll do mugs. We'll talk because you're the queen. I love it. I love it. Um, (laughs) Okay. So you can find me on Instagram, Julie Douglas Roberts. And the habit tracker is in my link tree. So you can download it there and send me a message if you download it and you need some help with your habits. You can also join my accountability group. It's ongoing. So I have different focuses every month and they're always focused on like fitness, nutrition, like all the good stuff, mindset. So you can just send me a message on Instagram and Facebook. I'm just Julie Roberts, but I'm more active on Instagram. So find me on there. And I'll Everyone listening, I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes to make it really easy for you to find Julie. And as since we were talking about mugs, so I, I always have a cute little mug. And this one says, let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. And for this episode, I would change it to say, let your habits change the world or your world, but don't let the world change your habits, right? Isn't that, that so relevant? Let your habits yeah. change the world, but don't let the world change your habits. People, this is about getting in tune with what's true for you, what you want to create, and being fierce about it and having fun along the way. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. I honestly cannot think of a better person to have had on the Glojo to pump us up and make habits and make consistency and routine fun. And so I know I'm excited and I'm going to go work out at the gym. 
I love working out in the afternoon. I've recently joined the gym again and I'm loving it. When I moved to Vancouver, I've always just done like the yoga studios, spin studios, and I love lifting weights. I love strength training and and it makes me feel really good. So I'm going to fuel my feel good with some iron tonight. Um, I love everyone. And for everyone listening, I want to hear how you are going to fuel your feel good as well. So reach out at Leanne Kalal or at the Glojo on Instagram and obviously to Julie as well. And let us know how you're going to fuel your feel good. And let's do this together. So thank you so much for joining me, Julie. And thank you everyone for tuning in. I'm excited. And I hope thank you. you. Thank you so much, Leanne. This was incredible. I always love my conversations with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, truly.